0: This morning, we have the great privilege of being able to celebrate with four people uh, the ceremony of baptism. And we're going to begin with Sean and Liz Thalen. And Sean, both Sean and Liz have testimonies to share with us.
1: My journey with the Lord has been an emotional one. When I first leapt into my Savior's arms, I cried in front of a large group of peers. I realized my need for a God who offers forgiveness and mercy for my shortcomings and rebellious choices. When I got married during our wedding ceremony, I couldn't stop crying as we were singing songs to the Lord. When I shared my life story with a group of men here, I almost couldn't finish because I was so emotional. This happens to me because every so often, I really understand that the Lord is God and I'm not. He is in control and I'm not. When I was young, I thought I could handle things with some help from God on the side. Now I realize, and it hits me hard at certain times, how blessed I am and how much I'm not in control. The Lord Jesus has changed my life. When someone raises himself from the dead, you ought to pay attention to him when someone conquers death you ought to give him your life sorry give your life over to him when someone offers you forgiveness for selfishness and everything else you ought to be baptized in full view of everyone who can come watch i'm offering my life today for jesus christ the one who will never let me go i'd like to share with you two parts of psalm 116 as it has had a significant impact on my life recently I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard, me, he heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people and the courts of the house of the Lord in your midst, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord.
0: John my brother, have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because you do, my brother, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in the likeness of death, raised again in the newness of life. And this is Sean's wife, Liz, and she has a testimony to share also.
2: God has had me on a journey of obedience for quite some time. Perhaps it's because I'm stubborn or hard-headed, both of which are true, but I also believe it's to get me ready for what he has for me in the future. Being baptized today is one more big step toward the kind of obedience I want to show the Lord and to others. I grew up in a Christian home where I was baptized as a baby and attended church faithfully. In ninth grade, I became a committed follower of Christ when I gave my life to him after realizing I needed him more than anything else. Since then, God has seen me through so many different life events, happy and sad, difficult and incredible, and has been faithful through it all. Today, I want to declare in front of all of you that obedience to him is the only way. It's always worth it, no matter the personal cost and sacrifice. Through the struggle that comes with obedience, God has always provided, he has always blessed, and he has always come through and used it to shape me into who I am today. I'm forever, forever grateful for how God has saved my life and cannot wait to see what more he has for me in the future. I would like to leave you with a portion of Psalm 34 that has meant quite a bit to me recently. Psalm 34, 8 and 9. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people. For those who fear him lack nothing.
0: Amen. Liz, my sister, have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because of your testimony of faith, my sister, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in the likeness of his death. Raised again in the likeness of new life. This is Susan French, and she has a testimony to share as well.
3: I was raised in a good religious home with lots of rules. We went to church at least twice on Sunday and faithfully attended Sunday school and catechism classes. When I was 18, I lost most of my interest in the church life. I didn't believe I would ever be able to live up to all the rules and do what they expected of me. So I started doing things my way, living a life in the world, and did as I pleased. I still went to church once in a while just to keep my foot in the door believing all the time I would go to heaven if I died. After all, I was baptized as a baby, attended profession of faith classes, and professed my faith by giving the right answers. So I figured I was good to go until God allowed something in my life I didn't expect. I was in my second marriage with three daughters, ages 12, two and a half, and three months. That's when we found out that my oldest daughter, Monica, had a brain tumor, which was inoperable, and chemotherapy would more than likely not touch it. Monica, at age 12, prayed, and God spoke to her and told her he wasn't going to heal her tumor, but he would definitely give her everything she needed. She believed him, and he was faithful to her. Two weeks before she went home to heaven, she asked me, Mom, do you know what I do when I can't sleep? I said, no, Monica, what do you do? Well, I just picture Jesus and me next to a tree, and we just talked together. Is that okay, Mom? Monica, that's wonderful. But in my heart, I knew she had something I didn't have or know about. Monica turned 16, August 16, and the Lord carried her to her heavenly home, August 21, 1990. The day before she went home, Monica professed her faith in Jesus Christ. I saw how God loved and cared for her, and most importantly, I saw how he built a beautiful, trusting relationship with her. About two years before Monica went home to heaven, I attended a conference, and the speaker spoke on the amazing love of our Heavenly Father and that that he has that for each one of us. Afterwards, they prayed over me, and asked that he would reveal truth to me and give a clear picture of who truly he is, and that he would do one work in me that only he could do. After that day, the Lord opened my heart and mind to the Bible, and it became the living word of God to me. For the first time in my life, I was able to understand truth. I couldn't stop reading it. It was like it was welling up within me, and there was no stopping it. By January of 1991, the Lord was showing me what a sinner I was and that I needed a Savior and that that Savior happened to be Jesus Christ. I got down on my knees and submitted my life to him, asking him to come into my heart and life and to be my Lord and Savior. I spent some time with him that day, confessing and repenting of all my rebellious, sinful, and sick ways. I also ask for his cleansing and forgiveness and to bring his healing and restoration work into my life. And from that day on, the Lord has taken me in those loving arms of his and is gently remaking Susan from the inside out. All I can do is praise and thank him. It's all about him and what he did for me, and I'm so very, very thankful. John three seventeen states, For God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God used that verse to free me from a lot of condemnation. Ephesians 2 states, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. This is not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. God used this verse to free me from trying to earn my salvation. During the 26 years I have walked with him, he has been nudging me at different times to get baptized by immersion. I believe my pride and fear have kept me from doing this. In December, at the women's dessert night, we were given a little book. As I read it, God once again nudged me, only this time it was much stronger, and he showed me that the Apostle Paul was baptized when he became a believer. In Acts 22.16, Adonai has said to Paul, Now what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, trusting him to save you. So out of obedience to Jesus, I'm here today.
0: Amen.
4: <laughs>
0: Susan. Have you trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior for the forgiveness of sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes,
3: with God help on me.
0: Because of your testimony of faith, my sister, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Him in the likeness of death, raised again to new life with Him.
4: Thank
3: you, Jesus. <laughs>
0: And this is Cameron Kerr, and she has a testimony she's going to share.
5: Hello. I'm 14 years old, and I accepted Jesus in my life in the living room of our home with my, mom, with my dad after the first day of kindergarten when I was five. I've had a great relationship with God all throughout grade school, but God's never really told me anything. Everyone always talks about how they've heard from God and how God's told them stuff. Even my twin sister has a God told me story in Pastor Jim's book. (laughs) My mom and dad always said I could hear from God in other people and from reading the Bible. But I felt like I was missing out, and I wanted to hear from God just like talking to a friend. I started to think it would never happen to me. Now, I've never gotten super sick before besides normal colds and coughs until last spring when I was sick for three weeks. One Saturday, after playing water polo, everything went downhill. I had, I had missed school for three days and it was the beginning of the fourth day. We went to the doctors earlier that week and the doctor said it was a really bad virus. I had been up since 1.30 a.m. Thursday morning and now it was 4.25 a.m. I was just laying there asking God, Do you need me to pray for someone or something? Usually when I wake up that early, I figure he wants me to pray for someone. But he had something different in mind. And then it happened. I heard something very strong saying, Cameron, you are too stressed out and you worry too much. You need to trust me. I am putting you through this sickness to teach you to trust me more. Don't worry about how much homework you need to catch up on and missing out on things. After thinking about it, I thought, Man, this would be a cool baptism story. (laughs) Then once again, I heard God say, You are going to get baptized, the first baptism service, at our new church. Now, in my mind, I thought, You're sick. You're going crazy. It's just your mind talking to you. It's also 4.30 in the morning. So I said, If this is really you, God, When I get up later this morning, if I remember all this, then I'll know it's from you. Well, later that morning, when I woke up, I told my mom this story. And here I am, getting baptized in obedience to what God told me to do. I know God is in control of my life, and I look forward to trusting him forever. It seems fitting to end with the verse I told my parents when I was seven that I would say if I ever got baptized. God even had this all worked out. Psalms 23, 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. Thank you.
0: Cameron, my dear sister, have you trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires, and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because of your testimony of faith, my sister, It is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in likeness to death, raised again to new life. And we're going to begin with Abigail Bowman.
6: I was born into a Christian household with fabulous parents who have been incredible, godly role models. At a young age, I accepted Christ into my heart, but never truly made my faith my own. Jump forward to freshman year of college. I was excited to leave behind high school and have a fresh start at Hope College. The first semester went as expected. I began to make some friends, learned how to live away from home, and began a new chapter in my life. Then second semester hit, and I was in for a surprise. Little did I know that I was about to experience a period of learning through different trials. When I returned to Hope after winter break and things began to go downhill, God opened my eyes to a bunch of lies that I had been believing about myself that Satan had been whispering to me, which resulted in unhappiness. In February, I went to an event at Hope College called Women's Night Out. I was a little unsure about going, but I thought I would give it a try, and I'm glad I did. That night, we sang worship songs and discussed finding freedom from lies. After that, I began to work on focusing on the truths that Christ had for me. I thought the season of struggling would be over after that, but God was still working on creating me into the woman he wanted me to be. Throughout 2016, God continued to send trials into my life to draw me near to him. During the summer, God began to open my eyes to show me what he was teaching me. He taught me that even when I feel lonely, that he is always with me and that he always wants to have continual conversation with me. He showed me that I am not in control. No matter how hard I try, life is always going to go according to his plans, and his plans are good. He also showed me that no matter what is going on in my life, that he is always faithful and good, and he taught me the importance of boldness and obedience to him. He revealed to me that, me the importance of being thankful in every situation. These are only a few of the things that God had been doing in my life. It wasn't until 2017 when God changed my life. There was no big incident that changed me, just the start of a new year, a fresh start, a chance to take hold of my faith and make it my own. It took me a year to realize that even though the trials I went through weren't fun, they were molding me into the woman that God wants me to be. I realized that devotions and going to church weren't enough. I wanted to wake up every morning hungering for the Lord, ready to dive deep into his word. I wanted to live every day purposeful and let the Lord guide my steps. I was ready to work on trusting the Lord completely and giving him control of my life. I know that I will slip up and try to take things back into my control, but I also know that I have a God full of grace and forgiveness. A year ago on February 5th, 2016, the same night as Women's Night Out, I felt God calling me to be baptized. After missing the deadline for Calvary's last baptism before the remodel, I was disappointed, but God decided to to use that to show me that his timing is perfect. I am so happy that I am being baptized today rather than a year ago because God has changed how I view life and has changed my relationship with him for the better. A verse that God laid on my heart this past year is found in 1 Peter 5.10. In the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal Glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast.
0: Amen. (laughs) Abigail, have you trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? I do. Because of your testimony of faith, my sister? It is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised again to new life in Christ. Yes, the water is heated. (laughs) <laughs> Very helpful. This is Ed Vermeulen, and Ed is going to share testimony.
4: I was baptized as a, approximately 71 years ago as an infant. I was actually 24 days old, so I really didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Raised in a Roman Catholic background, attending peripheral schools for the eighth grade, I did not understand what it meant to be born again until I was in my early 20s. My journey to forgiveness, began on October 31st, 1967. I was working in Chicago, finished the day, and on my way home via the L, and I usually got on at Randolph and Wabash, and my ride was about 25 minutes. I sat next to a a young man who happened to be a street evangelist, and we talked about Jesus all the way the 25-minute ride. And when I got up, he asked me, are you saved? And this is when I truly started my belief in Jesus Christ as my Savior. I realized that I was a sinner saved by grace. I answered him by saying that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and rose from the dead to everlasting life to save me. I was married six months later on April 27th. 1968, and have been married to the same woman for 49 years. One of my favorite Bible verses, and I have a lot of them, but uh, this one is, sticks with me all the time, is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. The Lord put it on my heart, to openly be baptized and express my faith and trust in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. That's why I'm here this morning to be baptized as an adult. My wife and I have been faithfully attending Calvary since January of 2000. I personally believe that you must stand firm in your faith in Jesus Christ and that the Bible is the truth and the life. From the beginning, Genesis through the revelation of John, the words of our Savior, we cannot be afraid to speak the truth. God the King is faithful. These words, these words have rung through the last few years, have rung true through the last few years which have been in many cases very trying. My faith and trusting in the Lord has always been the right choice. Maybe not quite what I expected, but always the Lord's direction. I have been very involved with Calvary's Men of 724 and plan to continue that. I'm also involved with a group of men on Thursday at noon, Christian Business uh, Men's Group. And I believe that as men, we need to be constantly involved every day of the week, every moment when it comes to serving the Lord. Amen. Think, huh? oh, okay.
0: yeah. <laughs> Ed, my brother. Have you trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Absolutely, yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Absolutely, yes. Because of your testimony of faith, my brother, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised to new life. This is Allison Van Klompenburg. She's going to share a testimony also.
7: I've been blessed to grow up in a Christian home. I have parents who love me and a community of believers who encourage me to serve the Lord. At the age of seven, I accepted Jesus as my personal Savior. My mom helped me to understand that I was a sinner, and God sent his one and only son to save sinners like me. Spending most of my life in Grand Rapids, Michigan, it seemed that everybody indicated they were Christians. Christianity, for many, didn't seem to resemble a genuine relationship with God, but was instead a religious ritual. Being immersed in this community began to turn my own Christian walk into one of routine. In 2014, my family made the decision to leave my childhood church and begin attending Calvary. I'm someone who struggles with change, but little did I know that Calvary Church, especially the youth group United, would be the place where I'd pour out my heart and dedicate it wholly and completely to Jesus Christ. Being a Christian was one thing, but making my faith a sincere and personal relationship with my Savior was another. Through a mission trip that United took to Chicago, I was able to make many godly friends and was encouraged and trained in evangelism. We discussed the importance of sharing with others what we believe and the power of prayer and its influence on our lives. For a long time, I had also felt like my testimony wasn't really anything special and there wasn't much to share. But while we were in Chicago, the preacher Greg Steer said that growing up in a Christian home testimony was an amazing one because it demonstrates God's faithfulness throughout my life. I left on that trip on fire for Jesus and burdened for those in my own community and school who did not know Christ. Since then, God has given me many opportunities to witness to friends and classmates. This trip was life-changing for me and truly what I see as the beginning of my mature Christian walk with Christ. Not too long after, our former youth pastor Aaron Duke delivered a message on baptism and explained that the Bible says that God calls his children to be baptized. Pastor Jim also delivered a message about baptism, and I started to get the sense that that was what God was wanting me to do. I knew that being being baptized was what I should do, but I kept putting it off out of fear. After praying about it, I finally stand before you all today out of obedience to God, declaring that Jesus is my Lord.
0: Amen. Allison, have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because of your testimony of faith, my sister, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Buried with him in likeness of death, raised in likeness of new life. This is Leah Norton.
8: Hello, my name is Leah Norton, and I'm 14 years old and a freshman in high school. I was born into a Catholic family and attended church regularly, but my knowledge about God was not very strong. My family was what you might call Sunday Christians. In first grade, I really wanted a Bible. I prayed, asking Jesus to give me one. I told my parents about my prayer. Then when I woke up one morning, there was a pink Bible sitting on my chair. I was so excited that, my parent, that I showed my parents right away and took it everywhere with me. I loved my Bible. However, I had eyes that read words but didn't truly see the meaning of what I read. So to me, my Bible was just a special gift that had a lot of good advice and rules that didn't seem very applicable to my life. In fifth grade, my life really began to take a turn in another direction. Both my parents had begun going to Bible study fellowship and were learning a lot. They liked what they were learning and wanted my siblings and I to learn the same things. So I began attending with my dad, brother, and one of my younger sisters. That year, we were going through the book of Matthew. In the beginning of the study, I hated going because I thought that it was boring and pointless. My attitude got in the way of learning anything, but eventually that changed. I began to like hearing what my teacher had to say and began to enjoy pulling out truths in the Bible that I never realized were there. We read through stories that I had heard plenty of times before but never really took the meanings to heart. The next year, after we finished that study, my whole family had more biblical knowledge. My parents wanted me to be educated in the ways of the Lord, so we switched from a public school to a Christian school. I learned so much by the examples my peers had set. I could see Jesus radiating from their faces and could sense a difference in the environment. It was so peaceful. I knew that God had his hands on that school. Little by little, I learned more and more about God, the Bible, and salvation. Of course, I already had some basic knowledge, but the whole picture wasn't very clear. It was like a connect-the-dots connect game in my head with all the lines there, but in the wrong places. By the time I was in eighth grade, the whole picture of salvation was absolutely clear, thanks to my awesome Bible teacher and a few others who are a big part of my life at that point. At the end of that year, I began thinking about being baptized again, I was, be, I was baptized as a baby, but that was more of my parents' way of saying that they would do their best to raise me in the ways of the Lord. They have done an awesome job of that. But I want it to be my own choice to dedicate my life to God. Now I am a firm believer in the Lord. I know that it is by grace that I have been saved through faith. I am so thankful that Jesus died on the cross to pay for my sins because I could never work my way to heaven. Now I believe that it's my mission as a believer to reach out to the lost so they don't have to stand in the dark. My life verse is 3 John 1-4. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Today, I can stand here and say that I am walking in the truth, but best of all, I can proudly say that I am a child of God. Amen.
0: Amen. Leah. Have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because of your testimony of faith, my sister, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Buried with him in the likeness of death, raised to new life.